in order to do that, I mean, in order to to access the shamanistic experience, in order to use ancient culture, ancient wisdom, a wisdom, non-ordinary reality, this is something that's rather rarefied, rather special. Uh, do you have any idea on how we might be able to take this perspective, the knowledge from this perspective, and make it available to a larger group of people? Because obviously, if the change is as broad as you think, and I certainly agree with you, we're going to need a lot of people to get re-educated and resensitized to be able to become part of the solution and, and stop being part of the problem. Totally. Well, I mean, you know, whereas, you know, biological evolution, you know, it's quite slow and takes many generations for change to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, cultural evolution can happen, you know, extremely quickly. So there can be a kind of, you know, as you said, a tipping point phenomenon where uh, new ideas, a new perspective, a new paradigm for understanding the nature of the world, human nature, you know, at a certain point, that can become communicated extremely rapidly on, on a global scale, uh, especially now when, when we've created the infrastructure of global communications where things can go around the world almost instantly. Okay, let me ask you one thing about that, which is you'd mentioned in one of your, your pieces, and you were talking about uh, centers of power and the fact that there are, you know, there are people who have tremendous power over, over us and that they are small cliques of these organizations exist. And uh, you, you said that basically Obama has become as one with this, with this type of group, that Obama really doesn't understand, doesn't get it, or is, is, is not it does not understand what's going on. I'm not trying to paraphrase you. You, you, you talked about the Bilderberg, Bilderberg group and and the fact that uh, he has visited with them. And do you really think that Obama has has given it away? Do you think that there's any hope that he might be the leader that can take us forward through this change? Well, I mean, you know, in your whole languaging of it, I mean, I don't I don't think it's about a leader taking us forward into this change. I think it's about many kind of stepping into a leadership role and, and becoming, becoming leaders in their own communities. I mean, in, in my film, 2012 Time for Change, uh, you can check out a trailer on 2012timeforchange.com. Uh, we interview a Lakota Indian uh, Tiakasin ghost horse, and he talks about our, what, he, what he calls the salvation point mentality, which is our tendency to project uh, salvation or leadership or authority onto some other, you know, person or entity or institution. And I think what we're seeing right now is, is the collapse of all of the uh, authority structures that, that, you know, people have been kind of naively depending on. And I think that's a great thing because really, you know, people have to find the, uh, the, 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 the courage in themselves to, to, you know, step outside of those old, those old framings. And, you know, Obama, you know, came through, you know, Yale and Harvard law school. He was the head of this. He was the head of that. He, you know, he's a, he's a political animal. And, 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 and the model of, of modern politics requires, you know, tremendous compromise if you're going to succeed within the system as, as it exists. So uh, a lot of his, you know, kind of uh, rhetoric has turned out to be just that, you know, rhetoric which has also been the case with almost all the other politicians that we've seen over the last decades. Excuse me, only because we we're running out of time and I want to be able to take, take this up with you in our next edition. I'm talking with a man who has really done a tremendous amount of work in this area, uh, Daniel Pinchbeck. And uh, if, if it works with you, Daniel, I'd like to be able to get back with you again soon and continue this conversation. Sure. Okay. Thanks very much for being on Radio Free Oz. My pleasure.
Remember I talk about some of them old GOPers, the ones that, you know, still have a nice moral balance and that they're just, they're conservatives, but you know, they're not wingnuts and they're not racist and they're not totally out to lunch. Well, most of them are now totally out of office and they're pointing the finger. Too many Republican leaders are acquiescing to a poisonous demagoguery that threatens the party's long-term credibility, says a veteran GOP House member who was defeated in South Carolina's primary last month, according to the AP. While not naming names, the 12-year incumbent Representative Bob Inglis suggested in, in an interview that Tea Party favorites, such as former vice presidential nominee Sarah Palin, remember she did run for vice president, she could be president now, oh, where's the Xanax when I need it, and right-wing talk show hosts like Glenn Beck are the culprits. I think culprits is a really, really nice, kind of real gentleman way to describe those people. He, Inglis, cited a claim made famous by Palin that the Democratic health care bill would create death panels to decide whether elderly or sick people should get care. And he says there were no death panels in the bill. And to encourage that kind of fear is just the lowest form of political leadership. It's not leadership. It's demagoguery, said Inglis, one of three Republican incumbents who have lost their seats in Congress to primary and state party convention challenges this year. Inglis said voters will discover that you're preying on their fears and turn away. We can only hope. I think we have a lot of leaders that are following those television and talk radio personalities and not leading, he said. What it takes to lead is to say, you know, that's just not right. It's a real concern because I think what we're doing is dividing the country into partisan camps that really look a lot like the Shia and the Sunni. It's very difficult to come together to find solutions. Well, Inglis's refusal to join in on the Obama bashing of the uh, of the far right played a big role in his landslide defeat uh, in June. Leading up to the election, he frequently challenged voters who questioned the president's citizenship or patriotism. At one town hall meeting, he was jeered for saying that Beck, a Fox News Channel host, is a divisive fearmonger. Tell the truth, get jeered in South Carolina. In his primary runoff against prosecutor Trey Gowdy. Inglis failed to break 30%, an improbably low result for a sitting incumbent not embroiled in a scandal. Well, according to the Tea Party and the teabaggers, his scandal is that he won't, you know, demand that Obama wear his birth certificate around his neck. Inglis said he was shocked during the health care votes as he watched protesters jeering Representative John Lewis, a Georgia Democrat who was beaten as a, a leading civil rights activist back in the 1960s. Inglis said... Uh, I caught up with him at the door and said, John, I guess you've been here before. Inglis, 50, who calls himself a Jack Kemp disciple because he has emphasized outreach to minorities, as the late Republican congressman did, thinks racism is a part of the vitriol directed at President Barack Obama. Inglis says, I love the South. I'm a Southerner. But I can feel it, he said. And Inglis is not alone. Defeated Utah Republican U.S. Senator Bob Bennett, a real conservative, an arch conservative, but still a sane conservative, says that Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid likely will keep his seat and that the GOP may not win hotly contested seats in Colorado or Kentucky either because of T 
Tea Party mischief is aiding the Democrats this election season. Such a gentleman. Mischief. A sedition might be better. He all said also he worries that the GOP has no clear plan to govern if they take control of the Senate this election year. I have heard lefties say, let the Republicans have both houses. After two years, people will see just how bad they are. Yeah, just let Hitler take over the Reichstag after a couple of years. We'll see he has no real idea on how to rule the world.